Welcome to the third episode of the Art House 5D podcast. In this conversation, I am recording with all of you today from the great kingdom of Thailand. I've taken a little vacation from my usual meditation retreat. And I've come to Bangkok. Bangkok is one of the greatest cities I've ever visited. And I particularly love Bangkok because it's a psychedelic city. And this is not quite apparent upon first glance. But for all of the psychedelic explorers, who have ever tipped past the event horizon of time and space. They will know that there are certain motifs and themes that are encountered in psychedelic journeys. Some of these themes are architectural themes and ancient temples and ancient religious iconography tends to appear during extremely deep psychedelic journeys. So in Thailand, Buddhism is the main religion and it is the Theravada school of Buddhism. So all the temples you see in Thailand are ornately decorated with repetitive jewel-like creations and designs. And they have colors of red and gold and white and blue and these temples are always glistening in the sun because there are thousands and thousands of tiny little crystal mirrors that surround every temple and every time I walk by these temples the repetitive designs of all of the intricate, ornate, decadent, tiny, reflective lights, they create a psychedelic flashback. And it brings me into a state of consciousness that is beyond time and space. So just being in a city like Bangkok, it's like a playground for the psychedelic explorers. There's so many aspects about this city that bring the psychedelic flashback into into the daily life. And what this does is creates a sort of consciousness 
higher vibrational healing. It's very, very sacred to be in a city where the psychedelic experience can be activated just from being around the spirituality that this city is just saturated with. A lot of people have never had the psychedelic experience in Thailand. So for me, coming from the West, I have such a deep respect for everything that this country has been able to create. And I just wonder and, and ponder how many other people have actually seen these temples in hyperspace, such as myself. To see these Thai temples in hyperspace in their entirety, in their multidimensional aspect, in their holy sacredness, with their laser opulence and infinite, infinitely deep knowledge that that you are able to download from these hyperdimensional realms where these temples exist. I've seen these temples so many times. Thai temples, Indian temples, Tibetan temples, especially Chinese temples. These themes I encounter may be related to my past life. Many monks have told me this. So I believe it. So for a psychedelic explorer walking through Bangkok, there are thousands of markets. And these tiny little markets are full of souvenirs and trinkets and tchotchkes and all sorts of tiny little collectibles. And they have all of these colors and and, and crystals, and when you walk through these markets, they are like these labyrinthian mazes that you encounter in hyperspace. So to go through a bazaar marketplace is like an exciting and sacred experience for me. So as a yogi walking through Bangkok, there's always something that I am just so intrigued by. I'm enamored by everything that I see. And I think that the psychedelic mind is always looking for that connection back to the hyperspace without using psychedelics, such as mushrooms, DMT, maybe LSD. But for the psychedelic explorer who is traveling, they are always going to have flashbacks of certain moments of the psychedelic because Bangkok psychedelia is so secret, but it's everywhere. And it must be ingrained within the deep recesses of consciousness of the people here. How can they know what these hyperdimensional realms look like if they've never been there. 
So all of the architects of these temples, I've, I've wondered how they know how to create such accurate depictions of the sacred geometry, the sacred geometric architecture that appears during psychedelic visions. If anybody visits Bangkok, they should visit all of the night markets and definitely Chinatown because Chinatown has that hyperdimensional arcade nature where the lights and sounds and the smells there's a certain type of red lighting that's used throughout Chinatown and and throughout the Chinese advertisements and for me that's one of the most powerful psychedelic arcades where you can truly really have that flashback the psychedelic flashback the third eye opening experience that you so long for every day but you can never get back there because it's just so distant and so hard to grasp it's an impossible space and yet it exists cascading and spiraling in and out of time and space the mind is so infinite and so deep the only way to even try to come close to finding that psychedelic space in real life is to visit these sorts of locations around the world where the psychedelic theme is just naturally present. But the natural presence of it is constructed by people who have never been there. Maybe a few have been there, but the majority of the people have no idea. That's why encountering these places in hyperspace is just so unimaginable. You can't truly imagine how it feels to see these temples that you've never ever experienced before in your life. For myself, I was familiar with the Thai architectural themes, but to see Indian and Chinese and Tibetan, these were cultures that I never grew up with. So to see these temples in crisp detail, created out of lasers and, and all sorts of opulent lights, so beautiful, so terrifying. So I just wanted to open with that because I thought everybody should know that um, I travel as a yogi and I love finding psychedelia throughout my travels. And sometimes psychedelia is found in the most random places like shopping malls or through dark alleys at night. 
I think other psychedelic explorers will find this truth about Thailand and especially about Bangkok. I also looked for psychedelia throughout Hong Kong and Tokyo on my travels last year, but nothing comes as close to Bangkok. And I think it is partly due to the messy nature of this city. It needs to have a certain cyberpunk kind of feel. And I haven't traveled Tokyo enough to truly come across the cyberpunk um, areas, but they do exist because Tokyo is the type cyberpunk city of the world. But Bangkok comes definitely close, but you have to explore on foot away from the main tourist areas, and you will know. You will find the Bangkok psychedelia everywhere. So I wanted to thank everybody from around the world over the past two to three months since I made my last podcast. A lot has happened. A lot has happened around the world. A lot has happened spiritually and physically, mentally, emotionally. I think the whole world is getting ready for the big event in November. And depending on what country you live in or what area of the world you currently are staying in, what happens in America reverberates throughout the world. And the media has done a very good job of lying to the entire world, trying to create fear and division and confusion during the greatest spiritual awakening of humankind. These dark forces who are in control of the media, they have an agenda to keep humanity under control and slavery to further their own goals and to make sure that their fears are sort of taken care of because these elites fear losing the power that they've obtained through negative means So with the majority of the world still watching television and believing what's on the news, it's very difficult to awaken those in other countries who have no idea about QAnon or all of the other alliance groups who are taking control of humanity, winning the war against the deep state. On my Instagram, I share spiritual awakening knowledge every day. And I often share secrets of the political world. Because if you are not aware of the darkness in your life, if you're not aware of the darkness 
controlling the rest of the world, then you will never ever be inspired to awaken. You will never be inspired to learn more about who you truly are. You would never be inspired to learn the true nature of your body, which is a body of light, a body of light that can be activated in this lifetime. And with this body of light, you will never have to be reborn back into this matrix of samsara, the realm of ignorance and suffering that you've been trapped in for eons of times. Past life knowledge will change your life in this life because you will never ever want to keep repeating the same mistakes over and over again and forgetting that you were repeating these mistakes in every life and having to suffer through it. So awakening to our multidimensional nature means awakening to the darkness, awakening to all the dark topics that are at the bottom of the Great Awakening map. If you guys are following along now, you may know the Great Awakening map. It is a one-page meme of as many rabbit holes and red pills that I could possibly fit. And if you go to greatawakeningmap.co, you can follow along during this conversation because I'm going to go through the map and answer questions that I've been getting over the past year. And these questions are mainly about how the map was created or how to use the map. I understand that people want to have all the answers. But the map stands as an artifact existing out of time and space. What this means is that it's an art piece that I created that is known as OOP art. And this stands for out of place artifact. An out of place artifact is something that seems to be not of the time period. The Great Awakening map contains hyperdimensional knowledge, which is timeless. If you explore the map, you will understand that it has the ability to lead one out of darkness and into full spiritual enlightenment in one single lifetime. But to get there, you have to navigate through the maze of darkness to get yourself out of the negative state of mind, of fear, of confusion. You have to know what you are up against in order to lift yourself out of the negative darkness you've been trapped in for your entire life. And the people who do not see this are the people who watch television every day and live their life without any idea of the higher dimensional aspect of their nature, of their consciousness. And you know these people because they are very defensive of their beliefs. 
they are not able to pick up an object such as the Great Awakening Map. And they're not able to take one moment to want to learn any of the information on there because they believe that it isn't true. Or they believe that they don't have time. Or they believe that it's too difficult to understand. The vibrational consciousness of these people are such that we have to have compassion and patience for them. But we should never force our beliefs onto these people. Because in time they will awaken. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be t till the day that they die. But if they awaken on the last day of their life, it will still all be worth it. Because that is all that matters. As, as that they have a chance in this lifetime to awaken to the greater truth of who they are and what this world truly is. So for everybody who has trouble with family because of the Great Awakening, I've had many people message me that their partner and themselves were in arguments because of the map being in the house. I've even had this happen to me in my own home where my mom and dad live in California. I brought the map home. I put it up on the wall secretly. And I just said, hey, mom and dad, here's something I created. Check it out if you have time. Maybe turn off the CNN and uh, give it a good look. Maybe five minutes. So even my parents, you know, they have no idea what I do. How could they understand? How could they understand the creation of the Great Awakening map? I don't blame them, but I do have such compassion for them. I really, really want them to awaken to it. But it's not their time. They already have their own beliefs. And I have to respect that. I have to let them awaken when they're ready. Be there for them when they want to ask the questions. That's all that matters. And that's what every other spiritual master has taught me. That's what other researchers have taught myself as well. Um, it's one of those things that people who are spiritually awakening struggle with. They want to teach everybody everything that they know and nobody wants to listen. And this creates a lot of depression and loneliness and frustration for the spiritual awakening process. But think about it this way. You are awakened now. You are a million, billion, trillion times better than you were a few moments ago. So with this new responsibility you have, you will now have to practice patience, which is one of the greatest virtues, one of the six perfections, the six paramitas. So practicing patience is the greatest power that an awakened person gets to, gets to have. 
And with this patience, you will be able to share this information with people when they are ready. And when they're not ready, you will know when the time will be right to teach or to guide. But never try to shove the knowledge down any people's throats because obviously using force uh, is not going to help them. It's going to create an aversion to the type of information you're trying to share. So the enlightened Buddha taught three ways to attain enlightenment. And the third way, the last way, is known as the Vajrayana. And out of Vajrayana came a very sacred practice known as Dzogchen. Dzogchen is a meditation awareness practice that allows one to experience the non-dual nature of the mind, the great secret of mind. This great secret allows one to attain rainbow body, rainbow light body ascension. This is a state of enlightenment where one is able to fully dissolve their physical body back into the primordial nature of being, which is light, pure white rainbow light. Not everybody needs to attain rainbow body upon death. A lot of enlightened masters simply pass away, but their consciousness is not reborn into another physical body in this realm. So you have to remember that rainbow body is the ultimate spiritual goal, but it's not necessary. You can become an enlightened being and escape samsara, or you may be a bodhisattva, which the Mahayana practice, the Mahayana Buddhist always practice coming back into this life to further help all beings. And there's varying degrees of it, such as myself, who would like to visit the hyperdimensional realms and then help all beings coming down from there. There's many, many ways to continue your consciousness after death. But that is a personal choice for every awakened being to decide now in this life how you will attain that state of pure fearlessness at death. The meditation you practice in this lifetime must prepare you for the moment of death so that you can pass fearlessly without any confusion, without any grasping, and without any aversion to any of the visions that you will encounter as you cross over the bardo of death. The ultimate teachings of the Great Awakening map lead everybody to the Dharma. The word Dharma is not written on the map, but Tibetan Buddhism and the rainbow body are on the map because I felt that these were the greatest landmarks that could lead somebody toward the greater truth without overwhelming them 
with too much information. So if you are exploring the Great Awakening map, begin at the bottom left and work your way to the very top right. The very top right, return to source, is returning back to the source of all creation. There's many names for source, such as God, such as the one mind, the one infinite creator, everything, nothingness, light, love, every religion, every spiritual tradition. They will talk about it in their own ways. But just know that there is a one source that is responsible for all. And in my practice of Dzogchen, I've come to realize this oneness is referred to as the Buddha mind. The Buddha mind is the awakened mind, which we all have in this very moment. But we forget and we fall back into ignorance every single moment. So to become aware of this Buddha mind nature is to simply sit and be in silence and to let your thoughts roam freely on their own without becoming attached to them and without pushing away unwanted thoughts or trying to keep good thoughts. The non-dual nature of the mind has released all grasping to the labeling of reality. When you label reality, you judge reality. You make it something which it isn't. It's only a matter of time until suffering ensues across your entire consciousness and your body and your ethereal bodies. Every disease is a result of imbalance in your ethereal bodies stemming from emotional imbalance. Think about what I just said. Every disease is a result of an emotional imbalance that has harbored within your ethereal bodies. And when they stay within your ethereal bodies, they become blockages. And these blockages will hinder certain energetic channels from operating at full capacity. So someone who is always angry, they will harbor that energy within their bodies and it will turn to cancer. So right now, release all the anger that you've ever felt toward anybody or anything in this life. <sighs> release it. And your chances of cancer are probably going to go down to zero. Constantly be forgiving. Constantly be, be releasing all of your built-up tension and emotions toward everything. This is the way to self-healing. This is the way to self-mastery. Enlightenment is forgiveness of all things. When you die, you should have zero regrets. It doesn't matter what you've done in this lifetime, how many people you've hurt, how much you've hurt yourself. But if you can forgive yourself 
and forgive all others, your moment of death will be equanimous. You need to be in a state of pure equanimity. Forgive yourself, forgive all others, release that very, very heavy negative energy which creates so much dis-ease. After you do this, you will feel so much better. And whenever you forget, just do it again. Because there are always things in your life that you may have overlooked from your past. Try to forgive them all. Try to bring them up, forgive them, and release them forever. It doesn't have to take years. It can be in a few seconds. You can forgive everything that has hurt you. This is the reason why so many people have disease and so many people have depression. So if we can let go of this lower vibrational energy, this is one of the best and quickest ways to ascend, spiritually ascending into higher vibrational consciousness. Because a higher vibrational consciousness is healthier, happier, more loving, and one of the most important aspects of a higher vibrational consciousness is that you manifest so much quicker. What you wish for comes true exponentially quicker. So if you want to have a life where you don't have to work and you can just travel and relax and meditate and eat anywhere you want, if you want that life, then you have to believe that it's already yours. You have to believe that you are already going to receive that life. You are just now watching it come to you. Not for one moment should you ever doubt how that will happen. Don't ever say that I don't have enough money. Don't say that you don't have enough time. Because when you say that, you won't have time and you won't have money. People want to manifest their dreams, but they don't believe that they should deserve those dreams. And if you don't deserve those dreams, they'll never come true. So you must always envision that what you want is already coming to you. And then you have to feel so thankful to the universe that it's coming to you. And then you'll see it. You'll see it manifest in your life in mysterious ways. All of a sudden, you'll just have money from nowhere, from, from ways that you could have never imagined. That is the power of manifesting. Your higher self is unlocking these timelines for you. But if your ego tries to get in the way and it believes that money should come to you only a certain way, then it will leave out the possibility of you finding a million dollars in the corner of some alley. The universe has trillions of ways it wants to give you money. But your ego is just so narrow that you think that if you don't have money, you can't manifest these types of lifestyles. And that is the problem with your mind because your ego hasn't been tamed enough through meditation. So you want all of these good things, but you believe that you can't even have them because your ego is still not tamed. 
That's why meditation is the number one thing everybody needs to do at all times. Meditation is not just sitting down with your legs crossed, eyes closed. Meditation is an awareness of being blissful at all times, no matter what happens around you. The point of sitting alone at night, cross-legged, eyes closed, in lotus position, this is just a practice so that you can get used to the blissfulness of being still and at peace. And then when you're walking through Bangkok with a cacophony of noises and sounds and heat and smells and cars, you will be able to maintain the memory of this self-blissfulness. And you will realize that it never leaves you. You only believe that it leaves you when you forget. For as a yogi, as myself, I walk through this entire city on foot every day. And whether I'm sitting in meditation in a cave or whether I am walking through one of the most craziest cities in the world, my state of awareness should always be the same. It shouldn't be less in the city than it is on the mountainside in my meditation retreat. For the yogi, every moment is the meditation retreat. The body is the meditation hut. My body is the meditation retreat hut that I bring with me wherever I go. That's why I love coming to Bangkok because it helps my practice. When people work out, they flex, they do pull-ups, they lift weights. When a yogi comes to a city, it's like flexing because you have the contrast of being in meditation retreat in my meditation retreat home where it's completely silent and I'm alone for months. And then when I completely change that contrast and come to Bangkok where it's the entire opposite, um, this is my moment to, to really practice, to see how much my mind has been able to, to be molded, the plasticity of my mind when it's released in Bangkok. Can it stay the same? Can I stay out of stress and worry when I am traveling, walking? So everybody is a yogi. If you're listening to this podcast, you're a yogi. You want to learn more about meditation. You want to learn more about spiritual ascension. You want to learn more about the deep state. All of these crazy things that most people are not talking about. You want to learn more about this stuff. You're a yogi. You are trying to become a better union with your true self. Yoga, union. Yogi. One who is in union with their higher self. Everybody is a yogi and they don't know it. So this is the time for everybody to truly realize that every moment of your life is a step upward on the mountain of enlightenment. Everybody is walking around this mountain spiraling up and up and up for countless lifetimes.
But if you truly want to reach the peak in this lifetime, you must learn meditation and you must learn the point of meditation is to remain at peace and blissful in all circumstances of your life. It is a choice. And when you forget and you become reactive and, and you lose your way, then simply realize that you've done that and just return back to that natural blissful state of equanimous peace and awareness. When you are aware, it means that your mind knows what it's doing. So when I'm sitting in awareness as a Dzogchen yogi, my practice of mind awareness is referred to as Rigpa. My Rigpa state of mind is an awareness that I'm aware. It's that simple, yet hard to practice because we forget. In a few seconds, my mind is going to wander and want to think about food or where to walk today. What pretty new place haven't I seen? Where can I spend the few hours of the day that I have? The mind is constantly wandering in a city like Bangkok, which is why the yogi is warned from staying away from crowded places. I understand that. So awareness is about not forgetting, not forgetting the knowingness of your mind. If you ring a gong, the sound that you hear will become soft and, and softer and softer, and then it'll disappear. This is similar to how our awareness operates. We, we can become aware of the present moment for a few seconds like that. But then thoughts will start to come up and then we start to latch onto these thoughts or we start to push them away. So at this moment, we practice returning to awareness again, realizing that these thoughts are going to vanish on their own just like all clouds in the sky arise, remain, and simply vanish on their own, just like our thoughts. And when we know this, we don't have to worry about the thoughts that come up because we know they're going to automatically dissolve on their own. They are automatically self-destructing. So all of the suffering and depression and worry and confusion and sadness you've ever had in your life is from you believing that these thoughts wouldn't go away. And that is the reason for all of the problems you've ever had. So this moment, I just told you the secret of the mind. Every thought that arises isn't real. It's not a solid object. You cannot grab it. It cannot hurt you. You cannot be hit with it over the head. So when you see a thought come up, be thankful that it came up because you know it's going to just pass on its own. And that's going to strengthen your practice to see it come and leave on its own. Just the knowing of it leaving on its own is enough for your subconscious mind to not react to anything that you think anymore. And that is taking a step closer to enlightenment every moment through every thought. Every thought that you have 
should lead you closer to enlightenment because you are self-liberating these thoughts as they arise. The self-liberation of these thoughts is Dzogchen. Sitting in meditation is like watching a river flow by beneath you as you stand on a bridge. Imagine that you are standing on a bridge watching a rapid river beneath you and it's very, very powerful and strong and loud. But if you remain for a little bit, you will see that the sound of this water is soothing. It becomes blissful. It reminds you of nature. So if you can see your thoughts as a torrent of water going by, then it should be amusing to you. But if you're not aware of this, then you will simply fall back into samsara and you'll start to become sad or anxious or start to think about all the things that bother you every day and your job and your money and your friends who said this and said that. Just remember, they're going to dissolve in a few seconds, just like clouds. If you practice in this way, eventually you're going to remain in a naturally blissful, equanimous state of awareness at all times. Whether somebody is lighting a firecracker to the right of your head, or whether somebody is offering you something pleasant to the left side of your head. Nothing should ever affect your state of consciousness. Your state of bliss, natural bliss, should always be with you at all times. There's no need for you to let go of it. Once an awakened being awakens, they don't need to be swayed by the events that happen around them. And once you develop this type of understanding and power and awareness, then you can further help all beings attain this state of peace. And is that not the ultimate goal of becoming enlightened for yourself? The ultimate goal is to save all beings. Some of these beings don't even know that they need to be saved. But you cannot save these beings unless you first save yourself. So that is why we practice meditation. And that is why we don't practice saving other beings. They will be saved when we first save ourselves. And you will hear this. You will hear this preached in every world religion. So if everybody in the world at the same time felt one second of peace, 
world peace would be attained instantly and that high vibration would reverberate throughout the entire cosmos in every dimension and it would signal all of the benevolent ET groups to come down to earth and finally reunion with our star family and inner earth family you have to remember that ET beings come from inner earth and from outer space so it's literally a union of above and below they are just waiting for us for our consciousness to, to reach that peak of peace and understanding of the great oneness of all creation. The oneness that we forget every moment because we're so inundated with the distractions of samsara, of the matrix, of the steak and red wine of the matrix. It can be so distracting to awaken spiritually because we're so comfortable in our lives. We don't feel the need to do any effort to better ourselves. And that is the matrix. And that is why Neo was able to escape the matrix. He saw past the illusion of pleasure and pain. And he saw that it was just a program to keep you comfortable and forgetting of the true nature of the matrix. So, as we near the end of this year, 2020 has been incredible in so many ways. For myself, I was in meditation retreat and had one of the best years of my life because I gained so much from living in solitude. Whereas others saw the quarantine as something to fear and something to create harm to economy and to the social nature of humanity, which is all true, I understand. But every single moment of your life should not be dependent on what's on the news or what's happening around you or what others are trying to make you feel and make you believe. There will always be negative things happening around the world. It's the nature of samsara. It's been this way since the beginning. What difference is today than any other day in history? What difference is today than any other day in the history of this world? You always have the choice to become enlightened at this very moment, to choose enlightenment, to choose awareness, to choose awareness that you are already a perfect being at perfect peace with yourself. Who cares what's on TV? It's fake news anyways. 
Television is the worst thing you could ever have for lunch and dinner. If you are really brave, you would throw your TV out of your house. But I understand some people want to watch movies and stuff. I get it. But for myself, I haven't owned a television since I walked out of my house and went to college when I was 19. I never owned a TV since then. And that is the reason why I was able to research so much in over 12 years. And that is why I was able to make the Great Awakening map. The Great Awakening map could only be created if you are spending time researching, watching YouTube lectures, hours and hours every day without any distraction from the garbage on television. And I was able to obtain a really big picture view of reality from studying all of the greatest metaphysical researchers of our time, consciousness researchers, whistleblowers, the best of the best. And all of these researchers had a really good view of reality, but not all of them could see the entirety of it all. For example, I studied a lot of David Wilcock, Graham Hancock, Carrie Cassidy on Project Camelot, Nassim Haramein, Bashar, some of my favorite researchers. A lot of these people didn't have the full psychedelic experience. So for instance, Graham Hancock was a DMT explorer, but David Wilcock was not. So David Wilcock could only go so far in his understandings of consciousness. Even though I think David Wilcock is the greatest consciousness explorer of our time. He had his limitations, as did Graham Hancock, because Graham Hancock didn't want to go into the extraterrestrial knowledge as deep as David Wilcock. Dolores Cannon seemed to see it all with the ETs and the consciousness knowledge, but Dolores Cannon never had a DMT experience. So every researcher that I truly respected had different bits and pieces of the whole puzzle. It was my job. It was my duty to put it all together into the map so everybody could see where it all leads. So everybody could see how every single researcher was correct in their own research and in their own fields. But even more powerful to put it together side by side and show them, show them each other where they were all pointing. The hand is always pointing to the moon, but don't mistake the hand for the moon. So if anybody wants to go deep into the researchers I just mentioned, those were the best that helped me become who I am today. And from there, I branched out and explored hundreds of others. But not everybody can make it into the map. Only those people who truly saw where humanity was headed in a positive direction. No negativity. I encourage everybody to research as much as I did 
because this is the only way you will escape the mind programming that everybody has been enslaved with since birth. Since watching cartoons, since going to elementary school, grade school, high school, college, university. Your mind is a sponge that has been soaking up so much educational and informational garbage that has nothing to do with leading you toward your higher self, awakening your third eye, higher mind, higher consciousness, leading you toward higher dimensional realms of pure peace and bliss that you are all endowed with as a birthright. You deserve to know this. You deserve nothing less. You deserve to become pure light bodies, each and every one of you. The reason why you were born is so that you can become the light body again. From the spirit to the human body, back to light. That is the purpose of your rebirth in this realm of samsara, the matrix. Your spirit, your soul, your consciousness wanted to have a little adventure. And all it wanted it to do was separate itself from the oneness in order to see if it can regain that knowledge again that it was part of the one, the oneness. The mirror of all creation is your creation. You created the mirror. And now in this life, you are trying to polish that mirror so that you can see the reflection. The reflection is that you are everything that's in the reflection. When you look in the mirror, you should just see all creation. And then that's when you will graduate this third density. And you will move through fourth density into the fifth density, into 5D. And then from there, you'll work your way to 6D. The journey is infinite as long as you want it to be. You are God. You are the creator. You are the maker of this game of life. And you made it so well that you forgot that you were in it. And that is why it is challenging. That challenge is good for the soul. It's flexing the spiritual energy of your soul consciousness. It's making creation more aware of itself which makes it more omnipresent, which makes it able to access every location at all times, at any place, in more realized ways. And what that does is perpetuates the fractal of creation, refines the fractal, makes it more closer to phi, the golden mean, God and soul and spirit and consciousness is just a game to come closer and closer to Phi, the golden mean. And when it forgets, the spiral always corrects itself and returns back to perfection. It's natural bliss. It's 51% more biased toward love and light than negativity says Ra from the Law of One. And the enlightened Buddha said that every single being 
will at one time in the history of the universe, every single being will attain enlightenment. And that is the truth of all of creation. Everything is biased toward love and light, toward awakening, toward enlightenment. Enlightenment meaning the end of all suffering and confusion and ignorance. The universe is naturally biased toward this way, so you don't have to ever worry. Everything in your life will always be okay. You will always become an ascended master. Maybe not in this lifetime, but the next. And if you work really hard, you can do it in this lifetime. By realizing you already are an ascended master, stop searching for it. Stop trying to be it and just be it. And don't worry what other people think about you. Just be enlightened. It's already naturally yours. You just have to remember that you already are and stop doing things that aren't enlightened. But with these human bodies of flesh and bone and blood, it's difficult to remember because of all the chemicals in our bodies and our forgetfulness and the way the brain works. That is the challenge of the third dimensional realm, is using our space suits to try to have spiritual experiences. But if you experiment with psychedelics, you'll realize the truth of our spacesuits. And you'll be, go, you'll be able to go beyond the limitations of the body and even limitations of the mind operating through the brain of the body. The Great Awakening Map is deep in the aspect of the part about psychedelics because once you delve into this section of the map, it becomes an entirely different dimension, which is why you'll see a DMT outlined instead of filled in like every other word on the entire map. DMT is oop art in itself. It's an out of place artifact that shouldn't exist, but it does. And when you take DMT, you will have unspeakable wonders. You will have inconceivable visions. And you will wonder why for your entire life, you never ever knew something like this could exist. And that is why the Great Awakening map was inspired from all of my psychedelic journeys past 5D. The Great Awakening map could only have come from the courage that is taught in these realms. We are somehow imprisoned in some kind of work of art. This is one of the greatest quotes of Terence McKenna, psychedelic explorer. 
this imprisonment in some sort of work of art is our is our nature is our ability to shift things around in the already perfect landscape of creation and shifting these seemingly meaningless things around our lives somehow makes us more awakened and aware to who we truly are. Driving our cars around, shuffling furniture, paying bills, all of these seemingly meaningless activities somehow bring the one mind of creation into more awareness, more cohesion of itself. So never doubt, never doubt your reason for living in this life. All lightworkers are scattered throughout the world in different countries and continents because we were needed in these areas of the world to charge up the grid. And just from existing, we are charging up the grid and raising the consciousness of Mother Earth and all beings. So never doubt your never doubt your your life meaning because the meaning of your life is always to be to realize that there is meaning it was never pointless or worthless everything is divine and everything is serving a purpose to lead all sentient beings to full awakening to full enlightenment, to the liberation from samsara, the liberation from suffering, from angst. Eternal angst is what we are trying to overcome. It is part of us, and it helps us to polish the mirror. Without angst, without eternal angst, there would be no need for Buddhas and gods and religions and saints and ascended masters. There would be no reason for love and light and consciousness and compassion and wisdom. Darkness is only the absence of light and light is all that there is. You will know this if you take DMT, you will know this if you've had a past life regression. You will know this if you've had a near-death experience. You will encounter this highest vibration of pure white light, so blisteringly, terrifyingly bright. It will haunt you for the rest of your life. This light is your true nature. Darkness can only form when forgetfulness and ignorance is allowed to return. So, meditation. Always meditate. Meditation is literally tuning your mind back to this pure one white light of all. 
and this pure white light of all has all information so it can heal anything in your body at any time, any place. Maintain a high vibe diet. Every morning you should make really nutrient dense smoothies with fruits and veggies and organic ingredients only. You can try to avoid dairy and gluten as well. So every morning, high vibe diet. The smoothie will have enough nutrients to last you throughout your entire day, maybe a few days. And when you drink these every day, you start to raise your conscious consciousness dramatically because you're detoxing your body from all the, the toxins that we absorb in our world. And then your third eye can start to open up back up because your body has less toxins to filter, which means your body is now cleaning out all the other areas of your body that have been neglected for your whole life. So when you begin to detox, you're actually uncovering areas of your body that have been neglected. And your third eye is definitely one of the top areas that get neglected. So these high vibe smoothies can begin to open your third eye, detox your entire spiritual, physical, emotional, mental bodies. Your chakras will begin opening up, spinning properly. And you'll start to become more loving and peaceful because your body is in a higher vibrational state of love and peace. Meditation, high vibe diet, practicing compassion for all beings. This is very simple. You've heard it so many times in your life. I don't need to tell anybody how important it is to practice compassion, not only for others, but for yourself. Never ever negatively talk about yourself. You're only going to spiral, spiral yourself deeper and deeper into samsara whenever you self-doubt or talk negatively or blame yourself, whatever. That's easy to... Uh... Okay, we're definitely coming up on one hour now, so... I'm going to close this conversation by sort of recapping everything I remember. Um, this podcast didn't have a goal or a direction. I just wanted to start a conversation about my trip to Bangkok, which I return to regularly as I live and travel throughout Asia because I love this city so much. It's a psychedelic city. It's a city full of Buddhism and the pursuit of enlightenment and the whole culture is based on the ability to give to monks and the monks in turn bless the country it's a very beautiful dynamic at play and this majestic kingdom couldn't be what it is without this dynamic of buddhism and the social aspect of the Thai culture is just so beautiful to watch and didn't understand it when I was younger. But now I totally understand how 
it is so crucial for living in a peaceful country as Thailand. Not only peaceful, but respectful. So many people here live under the the under the awareness of respect. You don't see that in other countries, especially America. Um, when I come here to Thailand, it's just like I wish everybody could experience how peaceful everybody is to each other. It's ingrained, and it's something that everybody uh, who visits Thailand will definitely experience: the land of smiles. So I wish everybody a very, very blissful. 2020, in November, you know what to do. You know how to defeat the deep state. And you know exactly who to vote for. And you know exactly what to share with others in order to help them realize the truth of the political landscape of our country at this time. Everything is related. Politics, spirituality, health. Everything is related. There is nothing left out of spirituality. I get criticized all the time for sharing political truths on my page. But people don't realize that everything is the catalyst for our spiritual awakening. And sharing political truths is going to shake you to awaken you. And that anger is going to be shaken out until you realize the lies that you are believing from the mainstream media. And I will definitely shake you out if you visit my Instagram page. You will learn the truths that are necessary for helping humanity to reach a higher consciousness so that Mother Earth can ascend to 5D and we can all go to the new Earth much sooner and much quicker than the deep state would ever have wished for. So I wish everybody infinite blessings. May all things be auspicious. And I will now say the new millennium prayer by Lama Surya Das. May all beings with whom we are inseparably interconnected with, who want and need the same as we do, may all be awakened, healed, liberated, fulfilled, and freed. May there be peace in this world and throughout all realms of existence, an end to war, violence, poverty, injustice, oppression, suffering, and may we all together complete the spiritual journey all the way home to enlightenment in this one single lifetime. Om Mani Padmi Hum. Thank you so much everybody for listening to the third episode of my Art House 5D podcast. Please upload, share, and comment and spread 
this conversation as far and wide as possible so that we can all together quickly attain enlightenment in this very lifetime. Thank you so much. My website is greatawakeningmap.co. My Instagram is 5D Awakening Consciousness. If you love this podcast, please feel free to leave a donation or contribution. Thank you to all.